0: tuning into the At This Point podcast. I am Trees, and I'm here to shed light on a lot of different things in life but for right now in this time and in this space I will be talking about parenting topics just because that is something that I'm very comfortable with talking about and being that I'm just starting this podcast I thought why not start off with that. Also um, when I'm um, posting certain things on Facebook, people are always asking me for more information and asking me to write a book and I'm just like, I cannot write a book. Um, Today I will be hitting on a few parenting styles. And the reason why I chose this topic for today is because there's this status floating around Facebook Stating to bring back strict parenting or normalize strict parenting. And it really bothers me just because um, our generation is always talking about breaking generational curses and, you know, doing better for our children, doing better for the future, doing better for, you know, the, the next generations to come. And I just, for the life of me, cannot understand why people will want to bring back strict parenting. If you look into strict parenting or disciplinary parenting, it is not the healthiest way to parent your child or your children. If you look at us as a generation, there are so many people that's healing from childhood. There are so many people that struggle with adulthood, and there's a lot of us that went through strict parenting style. That was what our parents used with us, and no shade to our parents or our grandparents, but it was what they were taught. It was what happened to them, and it's just been passed down from generation to generation and now that we're in 2021 there's tons of information about parenting tips parenting styles um advice you got the internet you got parenting classes you got therapists you have the pediatrician you have so many resources to help you navigate parenting in a more healthy way in a more healthy environment and I just do not agree with the idea of bringing strict parenting back when there are better ways to approach parenting for the sake of you and for the sake of your child or your children. So being that strict parenting is the reason why we're here. Let's look at it when we talk about strict parenting it's more so of those parents that says because I said so or is my way or the highway and they take little to no consideration into how their children are feeling about decisions, about what they say, about what's going on in the moment um, it's just little consideration about the children's feelings and they're big on punishment not discipline but punishment and yes there is a difference between punishment and discipline because when you're disciplining a child or anyone you're demonstrating or teaching the person right from wrong but when you're punishing someone you're inflicting pain you're inflicting fear you're inflicting power all for the sake of getting the person to do what you want them to do. So that may look like taking something away, hitting, yelling, damaging things. It really doesn't work. There's research that says it doesn't really work. And a lot of times when parents take things from their children as a punishment, It doesn't even help the situation because, well, a lot of the times when you're taking things away from children, it has nothing to do with the actual action. Like, for example, if the child acts out at school on Monday, then you say, well, you can go to the birthday party on Saturday. The birthday party has nothing to do with the child's behavior at school it has zero connection to that or if um the child has a meltdown in the store then he's like well you can't get your ipad when we get home that has nothing to do with the meltdown in the store and so when you do things like that, the the children don't know, understand why. Like, it doesn't connect, and it has no logic. Being that it has no logic to them, it, they're probably going to repeat the action. And I'm not saying that children have meltdowns at the store for, you know, reasons. Most of the time when children are having meltdowns at the store, they're either hungry or tired or overstimulated. And... <laughs> They need to be fed, take a nap, or have a change of scenery. But it it doesn't make sense to the child. It doesn't connect to the actual action. And so it doesn't help with resolving the behavior. It doesn't teach them anything. It It does nothing. So those type of things happen in the form of strict parenting honestly when a lot of these children grow up in strict parenting households they grow up with self-esteem issues um they grow up sometimes have been um, issues with communication they might come off as aggressive and yes they might have good manners but their inner person is damaged. And I think a lot of us, and when I say us and we are speaking in general, a lot of us were were raised in these strict parenting households and we have things to heal from. A lot of us don't know how to set boundaries and maintain those boundaries. A lot of us do not know how to express our, ourselves in a healthy manner. A lot of us do not know how to maintain relationships, whether it's romantic or friendship or work-related. Like, we struggle. We're struggling today. A lot of people are in therapy for a lot of things, and a lot of it stems from childhood trauma, if you think about it. So that's what strict parenting looks like and what it kind of based on. And then you have those people that think that, well, if you're not being strict, then your children are running all over you. And I'm here to say that is 100% false. There are other parenting styles. For example, you have the authoritative parenting style where the parents create and maintain, like, a positive environment for your child. And, yes, they have rules and they have consequences. The children have consequences if those rules aren't followed. But the child's feelings are considered during that time. The parents are more willing to talk to their children and explain things to their children versus with the strict parenting, they don't really talk. To them, they talk at them, but with authoritative parenting, you talk with your children. Instead of having a power struggle, you have shared power. So you're not arguing all the time. You're not forcing things on the child. Like it's like a, a mutual situation. Children that's raised in the authoritative environment usually have good self-esteem. They usually have good self control. Um, they're cooperative most of the time, and it, they're pretty much kind of just like a well-rounded person in the long run. And that's because they kind of had like a safe space for um, to be to be a child, and they were heard as a child, so they have a. a better chance of being able to express themselves when they get older and then when you talk about those instances when the child is running all over the parent and i'm doing air quotes as i talk um you're basically talking about a permissive parent or just the uninvolved parent and there is a difference between the two because a permissive parent Is more so of like they set rules but they don't really follow through with the rules because they don't really like to conflict they want to avoid the conflict so they might set the rules but they don't enforce the rules they have low expectations for the child and they'll rather be the friend of the child than the parent you can be a parent and you can be a friend Yes, you can be a parent and you can be a friend. There's nowhere that says that you cannot be both. Matter of fact, you should be both. You should be your child's first friend. Your child should always be comfortable in being able to come to you and talk to you about anything. I don't care how uncomfortable it makes you. Your child should be able to come to you when they have a problem, when they are curious when they want to talk about anything, they should be able to come to you first and be able to talk to you. And when you think about what they do with their friends versus what they do with a, maybe like a strict parent, they'll talk to their friends first and then they'll shut the parent out. And then the parent's like, well, what's wrong with you? When they come home with an attitude and they don't want to talk about it. they The friend know everything. So then you have this situation where it's like why they won't talk to me well you spent years not caring about how they felt and now that they're older they shut down on you so with a permissive parent they want to be friends they want the they want their child to like them so they're very lenient with their parenting they have little to no boundaries with the child and this can cause an issue because when children get with other um, adults they get a bit rebellious and that's where it comes where it's like oh they just run I love you this is where it, this is where it starts because you have to be able to create boundaries in, in order to teach your children how to create those boundaries and if you're being permissive or if you've been uninvolved that's not happening. And so when they get out into the world they have issues with behavior or issues with listening to what other people have to say or internalizing rejection. They might be impulsive. It's it's just a mess. So I'm here to say there is a balance but permissive parenting is not it (laughs) and then you have the uninvolved parent where it's basically like the parent just does not care and I hate to say that the parent doesn't care because some parents just have so much on their plates that like when they get home it's just shut down but there are some parents that just Do not take interest in what their child is doing, what their child likes. They set absolutely no boundaries. And this can create very unhealthy issues with the children later on. They can um, end up having emotional issues and social issues. They can have difficulty forming relationships. And this can be like a very long-lasting problem. Most of the time, when parents are in this mindset, they lack the information. They lack the knowledge. And it can become overwhelming. Life itself can be overwhelming for them. So some people just fall in a category of being uh, uninvolved parent just based off of what life is bringing to the table and then you have the gentle parenting or the conscious parenting where children are treated like regular human beings and that's what I base my parenting off of just because I feel like a lot of the time people act like children are just a whole different species like they're aliens or something and they're literally just humans and so with this type of parenting is basically treating children how you want to be treated I think of it as like if I take my children to daycare what would I not accept from the daycare and what I would accept from daycare. Like if I drop my children off at daycare, do I want someone hidden on my children while I'm not there? No, I do not because if someone put their hands on the on my children, I'm gonna be ready to turn the building out. I just think of like when my children or if my children end up in someone else's care, what will I turn the building out for. And whatever it is that I would raise all the earth for, I'm not doing it to my children. Now, I haven't always been like that, but most of it I have. Um, I have a 10-year-old and a 1-year-old. And when I first became a mom, I was in college And I had just switched over to social work. And so a lot of my parenting is based off of the developmental stages of humans. And I think about it a lot. It's kind of like a humbling situation. Like when I'm getting upset about something my children are doing. And then I think about, well... Honestly, this is developmentally normal, so I'm gonna just let it ride out. And I think a lot of parents lack that information. And I always say, now that you know I've gone through the program and um ten years into parenting, I always say that new parents or parents in general that don't know this information should be given this information when they're going through the pregnancy stage. Because I feel like if people are informed of just the regular developmental stages of our lives, then it will help them out a little bit more. It'll, it'll help them understand what goes on or what is to be expected. I think about that. And then uh, uh, another thing that goes along with this type of parenting is natural consequences. My child wants to go outside, and it's 30 degrees outside, and he wants to go outside with a short sleeve shirt on, some jeans and some slides. You don't want to put on a coat. He's like, no, I'm fine. Natural consequences, well, if we get out here and you get cold then you're just gonna be cold because you decided that's what you wanted to wear out in 30 degree weather now will i suggest that he take the jacket or coat with him when we're out just in case yes i would suggest it but if he decides that he doesn't want to take it well that's just on him but that's just an example so a, a lot of that is for um, gentle parenting and conscious parenting. It's like just treating children as human beings. Doing things to them that is acceptable to you. And then if it's not acceptable to you, then you shouldn't be doing it to your children. The, when you go to work, when you get something wrong, you mess up, are you going to be okay with your boss? hitting you because you messed up no it's gonna be a fight so if i'm at home and my child messes up why would i hit my child and first of all they haven't even been on this earth as long as i have so especially the one-year-old the one-year-old just came out so why would i be hitting on him He don't know any better at all. My 10-year-old, he knows better for the most part. But there are times where it's like he has moments. I'm still not going to hit on him. Have I hit on him before? Yes, but I have not done so in about uh, seven years. And that was during a time where I didn't know better. Yes, I did have some information but I didn't know better as a parent and once I learned then I did better and the last time I whooped him I had a revelation and I was like I really just whooped him for him doing children things like he wrote on the wall and I whooped him and then after the whooping I thought about it I was like this is typical children behavior. Like, they write on stuff. He shouldn't have access to that pencil. I honestly don't even know where or how he even got the pencil. But he did a whole exhibit on the wall. And when I walked in and I saw it, I kind of just, like, lost it. But then afterwards, I like, when I had my revelation, I realized that it wasn't him that was the problem because he didn't even think he did anything wrong logic to him was he didn't have any paper he didn't know where any paper was at and this was the closest thing so he took the pencil to the wall and for me I was already frustrated I had went to work that day and uh, my cycle was on and I was hormonal (laughs) so when I saw it I just kind of like snapped And then afterwards, I was like, yo, you dead wrong for that. And after that situation, I have never with him since then. But what I did do was when we moved from that location to a new location, I bought chalkboard contact paper. And I put it all around in my living room, and I bought him chalkboard uh, markers, and I bought him chalk. And I told him that we're not writing on the walls anymore. But if he wanted to write on the wall, he could write on the black part of the wall. But that was the only part of the wall he could write on. And ever since that time, I have not ever had an issue with him damaging the walls. We don't have that anymore, but we have other things that he can draw on. Um, We have some whiteboards and other things that he can write on but um during that time when he did have the chalkboard contact paper he did his school work up there he was doing his spelling words math shapes everything he took full advantage of being able to write on the wall and we had no more issues after that and so when it comes to gentle parenting and conscious parenting is basically like creating a safe space for your children in all different ways like you are the safe space your home is safe space. like you're just creating a safe space you're being your child's advocate but also allowing your child to be a child and go through the developmental stages that they need to go through without punishing them for being children and growing into themselves. And not necessarily saying that they do not have boundaries because you do create boundaries. That's the whole point. Like, you have to create those boundaries in order for them to learn how to create boundaries. You have to maintain those boundaries in order to show them how to maintain boundaries. And that's basically how you about parenting without being strict but without letting your children run all over you you create the boundaries you enforce the boundaries you set age-appropriate expectations for them and you let them be heard you are their person and so they need to know that they can be able to come to you whenever they need something my 10 year old thinks I am the smartest person in the world and when when he come and ask me some things and I don't know he almost have a moment of disappointment because he's like well you supposed to know and I'm like son I don't know everything but what we can do is we could go look it up we could go find the information and so, you have to think about it. Your children think you are the world. They think you know everything. They think you got it. And we walk walking around here, we do not have it. So, be that person for your child. And I know I went over, I think, five different parenting styles. You can very well be in more than one parenting style. You don't always fall into one. You can definitely be like oh I'm a little bit of this but a little bit of that Um, but I know for me I'm more so of a gentle conscious parenting type person my husband he's coming around to the gentle and parenting type he doesn't whoop we don't do pop pops we don't do spankings we don't yell we talk everything out And we don't allow other people to do those things to our children. We don't let any other person belittle our children. The words bad and hard-headed, any of those words, even when it comes, because my one-year-old, he is a little football player. He's built up like a linebacker. And um, there's no, oh, look, little chubby, no, none of that um we we just don't allow it so with that being said that is all that I have for you today um head over to my facebook page it is at this point by trees and let me know what you think about some of the things that i said if you agree with it let me know if you disagree with it let me know we can agree to disagree i'm fine with that um just give me feedback on what you think where do you fall in the parenting of Rena? And let's talk about it. Until then, I'm out.